0: Welcome to the Quietest Moments podcast. I am your host, Sherry Homeyun Myers, and this is a show that's really dedicated to those on a journey of self discovery and inner peace. My show is all about the quiet moments in life and what have been some of those quiet moments that people have experienced. What have they taught them? The lessons, the insights, there is so much we can learn in the quiet moments of life if we just listen. So this is going to be the type of show that's going to expand your mind in so many different ways and is really going to help facilitate more of your growth on your own personal self discovery journey. So I say buckle up hit the follow button and enjoy the ride. And welcome to the quietest moments. Okay, so on today's episode, I am so excited as you get to hear from a gentleman by the name of Morgan Nelson. And Morgan is a beautiful friend of mine. He's also an entrepreneur, and he works within the same network marketing company as I do. We're both health entrepreneurs. And with Morgan's background, it's so incredible to hear about some of the things he's personally had to, to really work through. And that, I think, is always just so insightful, is just to be reminded that, You know, we see the glory, but we don't know the story. And that is so the truth with Morgan's story. It looks like he's always had it all together. But what you're going to hear about is really some of the beliefs he had to let go of, the personal development he had to involve himself in, and what he's really doing today that's just lighting him and thousands of people up around the world. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Morgan Nelson. So let's get into it. I'm so fascinated by your background. I'd love to learn, you know, what's your journey been like? Tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So depending on how far you want to go back, really. Like I'm 26 years old now. I um, you know, when I, I finished school, you know, I kind of fell into that whole uh what society conditions us to, right? Like when when I was super young, I never had the dreams. I never dreamt about. Going to a job site I didn't like. I never dreamt about I never dreamt about having a job I didn't like. I never dreamt about driving a piece of shit car that I didn't like to go to a job to hang around people that I didn't like. You know what I mean? Like I, n- I never dreamt about this when I was young, right? I always had kind of big dreams to do things um, that were kind of extraordinary, right? And then through the conditioning of school, um, you kind of get pushed down. You pretty much get told that you know if you don't get a certain score, then you you get labelled as different. Things right, stupid, smart, successful, or whatever. So when I finished school, like I only stayed to year 12 because of the parties and the girls. Let's be real. That was the only reason I stayed there. And I, because uh, I was just enjoying it, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. And when I finished school, I still couldn't face the fact that I'm like, I'm not going to university, I'm not going to college because it just didn't make sense to me to go get in debt and follow, follow kind of what other people thought. I should do, um, so it didn't make sense to me to kind of do that, and I didn't want to get in debt to study something that I wasn't truly really passionate about. I was just real with that, and so I went and got myself a job, and I, I saved up some money. I backpacked Europe for two months, so I did that when I was eighteen. Uh, that was super fun. Then I came back into reality, and I had to face with I had to get a job. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I was like, well, what's my future actually going to look like? So I found myself into an apprenticeship as a carpenter. And I started learning how to become a carpenter because I just knew that, you know, let's face the facts. I do have to face life. I do have to like get real with life soon. Right? So that means having to get a job and, and all that. So if I'm going to have a job, what do I want to do? I, I, you know, I don't mind um, building houses you know, listening to music, being in the sun. Like that's pretty cool. I guess like, you know, if I'm going to do something, let's do that. And I dived into it, not really knowing what it was all about. And then on my first day of the worksite, The boss let me go home early eight and a half hours into the day and he goes you can go home early today because it's your first day and i said eight and a half hours is early and then that's when it hit me i'm like you guys do this for six days a week for how long forever and it just didn't it just hit me i'm like this is what like life is and it just didn't make sense and people started to tell me like yeah well that's just what life is that's what's normal is and and I didn't like the word normal. So I was always kind of looking for different ways to do something, um, you know, and I don't know how deep you want to go in the story, but you know, like through my apprenticeship and stuff, I, uh, you know, I was just, I was definitely around the wrong people. Like I was, I was partying every single weekend. Uh, I was taking a lot of drugs. <clears throat> um, you know, I was getting locked up. I was getting arrested quite often, right? Like nearly every single time we'd go out just to be doing something where I'd get, um, th- you know, thrown in the watch house That's what they call it here in Australia. And, you know, I was just around the wrong people. And I went away working. Uh, This was probably 19 years old now. I I want to stay in my apprenticeship. I want to keep kind of going through with doing what I had to do. And I went away uh, up north and we're working. I just just got around the wrong people. I just found myself in this, um, like in this space where I didn't know what to do. And we're using drugs to wake up, drugs to keep going for the day, drugs to go to sleep at night. Um, you know, I was just so depressed. Uh, I was working my ass off. We're doing like 70 to 80 hour work weeks. I was just destroyed. And it just led to like massive depression. Uh, I attempted suicide. And that's when I realized straight then I was like, something's gotta change. Um, and I started with my environment. I was like, my environment has to change. So I figured that out. I'm like, I gotta get out of this place. So I I I left, I left where I was, I kind of quit my apprenticeship because I just realized that, you know, my happiness always has to come first. So I went back down to the Gold Coast, my hometown. And, you know, I kind of just dabbled with a few other things, eventually got back into my apprenticeship, kept going. But, you know, but I got off, I got away from all those people. I I stopped, um, you know, associating myself with all that crap. And I started looking for different ways to make money. I'm like, I want to be successful. And I'm not waiting until I finish my apprenticeship. I don't want to wait until... I become a builder. I don't want to wait until I've saved up hundreds of thousands of dollars to start developing property because that was my only way out that I thought. So, <clears throat> um, I didn't want to wait until all of that. And so, I was looking for different ways. And then a friend introduced me to network marketing when I was 21 years old. I had no idea what it was. I called it a cult, called it a scam, I called it a pyramid, I called it all, all this crap. But what I realized was I had really big opinions and a very little bank account. So, I had to, you know, Oprah Winfrey says, your mind doesn't work. Your mind's like a parachute. It only works when it's open. So I just always remember that. I'm like, keep an open mind with everything I look at in my life. Keep an open mind, write my own story, write my own beliefs off things based on my experience, no one else's. So I went and checked it out because he was doing pretty well. Um, you know, my mate, reese he was, he was doing pretty well. He had properties, he had a couple of businesses and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I wasn't doing well. So that was also a big clue, you know, take advice from someone that you want to trade positions with. Because if you want to be the best golf player, You want to study like a Tiger Woods. You want to be the best basketball player. You study LeBron James. You're not going to take advice from your mom on how to become the best basketball player if she's never played in the NBA. You know what I mean? And so often people take advice from the wrong people around the wrong topics. And so with this, when it came to business, when it came to my financial future, I had to take advice from people that were making six and seven figures a year. I take advice from people that were living the lifestyle I wanted not all the people who were broken, unhappy, they were tell me that those things don't work. I couldn't do it and trying to put their limiting beliefs into my head. So I jumped into that and that's when I kind of found self-development. And, you know, I always talk about these four pillars of success, you need four pillars of success to um, create your, your ideal life, right? And the first one's environment. And I figured that out when I was 19, I had to change my environment. So when I was 21, got inside network marketing, which I, I still think like, I think everyone should always do network marketing. If it's not for the business, that's all good. But do it for the community and the growth. Um, because who I got exposed to, the network I have now because of it, uh, it's just incredible, right? So I started getting self-development at 21 and learning things like, hey, thoughts become things. You're, you surround, you'll become the sixth person of the five people you surround yourself with the most. I started learning these these simple things, and I was like, "Wow, this is so crazy! I can actually choose to be happy." I didn't know that I could choose to be happy. I thought I had to carry this mask of being this masculine guy, and 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 all this crap, right? And to like kind of protect myself, so I didn't know these things because you don't know what you don't know, and they don't teach this in school. So um, the second thing is that so your environment, then you have your vehicle. You need to have the right vehicle. So I found that um, through network marketing. Um, you know, and as I, I started to take some action, I started to learn a lot more through it all. I started going to seminars, started growing my business. I started making an extra income on the side because that's all I wanted, just an extra few hundred dollars a week. And then I saw what was truly possible. I saw it was truly possible. I saw all these other young people traveling the world. So these young people having freedom, giving back, contributing, making a positive impact in the world. Right. And so then I started to raise my bar. I'm like, well, what's truly, what's, what's really possible here? What if, what if I could create financial freedom? And, you know, how, how long would that take me? You know, so I started really getting to work. And I started, and this is where I found the third pillar. The third pillar is the right time, right? So when I started this at 21, it wasn't the right time for me to do what I had to do. But it was definitely the right time to start making positive shifts. So I dabbled with my business for about a year and a half to two years really. I didn't really do much in my business um, because it wasn't the right time for me yet. And then once I decided when the right time was, and sometimes people think, well, they ask me, well, how can you decide when the right time is? The time is this when like, we're always thinking about our vision. We're thinking about what our life wants to look like. We're thinking about you know, law of attraction, we're always visualizing. That's a common thing that we talk about in the self-development world. What's, what's your vision, blah, blah, blah. And we also talk about your why. And sometimes people hear about your why. And, For me, I always got the two confused. I thought my why was my vision. I thought why I was doing this was because I wanted to live an abundant life. I wanted to live in Bali and Mexico and things like that. But then I realized why stands for what hurts you. And that's when I realized I started writing down all the things. What hurts me right now? What hurts me is going on this job I hate. What hurts me is getting paid minimum wage. What hurts me is uh, injuring myself at work. I like put in my life like, like I used to, you know, be in a builder. You just, bad shit can happen sometimes. And, you know, what, what, what hurts me is only being able to travel one time a year. Uh, what hurts me with so many things, what hurts me is seeing my, my parents struggle. Well, not struggle, but, you know, not, not be able to have the things that they really want, what they deserve, right? So then when, once you've got your vision, you know where you want to go, and you know what really hurts you right now, you get to make the decision on when the right time is. Because if not now, then when? How much longer do you want to sit in that pain for when you've got the choice now to make a decision when you've got your right vehicle and you're around the right people you get to choose when's the time going to be if not now then when what are you waiting for now you know why you need to move now you know where you want to go what's holding you back so when I finally figured that out I said now let's go now and I found my burning desire I found the nail like my back was against the wall I worked my ass off. And then I created financial freedom at 23 years old, just three years ago, actually, like last weekend it was. Um, and I quit my job and I booked a one-way ticket to Mexico. because That's where I wanted to live. That was my ideal day. Uh, I lived in Mexico for, for quite a while and the Wi-Fi was pretty shitty there. So we ended up leaving and moved to, Mex- uh, to Bali. And I spent the last two years living in Bali. The fourth pillar is the right you. Now, the right you is always developing, I believe. Like, am I the right me to do what I've done now? Yes. But am I the right me to do what I need to do in the future? Not yet. Because otherwise I already have what, I, what I'm visualizing, but I'm growing every single day. So the four pillars, environment, uh, environment, vehicle. So the right environment, the right vehicle, um, the right time and the right you. And the right you is always just being developed. The right you is always just being worked on. So, that kind of takes me up to right now. Now now I'm 26 years old. Um, uh, yeah, a big, a big journey of of self-development and, um, and, and growing that. So I'm super excited for what's next.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. I just have to take a moment to be like, wow, with everything you just shared with us. And I want to take our listeners just back to some of the things you mentioned. I mean, backpacking towards the age of 18 around the world. Amazing. And I loved where you described your attitude around you know not being obedient that 's what I thought of. I was like, "Yes, this is someone who is not going to just go." and conform to what people say he should do, right? So there's this beautiful rebellious type of attitude, but it's, it's the rebellious ones that are the ones that make the biggest impact. And then I think about the journey you went on. Oh my gosh, when you were talking about the environment, attempted suicide, that's some heavy stuff. You know, when I think about now what you're able to do and how much clarity and the confidence that you speak with Morgan, I'd be very curious, you know, throughout your entire journey, what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned?
1: Damn. <laughs> biggest lessons, Yeah, first thing is, is the environment. Um, definitely. Um, that, that's definitely the first thing I really, really, really realized that like you are just the sum of the five people that you hang around with the most. Um, and and that's, that's honestly the main one. It's like if, if you really figured that out, if you really figured that out, um, the rest, the rest of your life would just change. You know, you get, you gotta get around people that are doing better than you. You know, I pride myself in being extremely embarrassed, telling the people I'm around how much I make. Right. I pride myself in being around people who make so much more money than me that I'm so embarrassed to talk about how much I make. Right. Like that's a clue. And obviously money is not everything like, um, you know, you know, David Wood. Uh, I was talking with David yesterday and, you know, there's so much more pillars to success than just income. You know, it's it's like, I know a lot of rich people that are extremely unhappy as well. So it's not always about that. That's why you need to choose the right people to be around uh, based on your values. So that'd be number one. Number two would be like, yeah, the right then figuring out your values, what drives you, what motivates you for you not, not being someone. So this is what, this is what a lot of people do, you know, um, through the ages of zero to seven, we, we pretty much write our, write our belief systems, what our life means, what, and we, we pretty much write our, our, our manual for our life. So if you really think about it, you're being controlled right now by a seven-year-old, <laughs> right? And up until the age of seven, well, our whole life, our main thing that humans want, we crave love and connection. So we always look for what, what, what do you do? to like what you to think back to when you were a kid, what were you doing when you were a kid that got you the most love? What did you do to get the most love? A lot of the time for people, it was when they were, um, you know, something was wrong. They fall over, they scrape their knee and their mom goes, Oh, they give them attention. Right? So it's so often to kind of look at these things. Like are you subconsciously keep screwing up in your life because you think when something goes wrong, you're going to get that love and connection. Um, but the big thing is, is you think back and you know, who's, Whose love did you crave the most growing up? Mom or dad? Who did you crave the most from? And then who did you have to be in order to get love from that person? And then think about that. Think about who you had to be. Maybe you had to be an achiever. You'd be an overachiever. Maybe you had to be the carer. Maybe you had to be the one that was just quiet and speak when you're spoken to. Don't step out of line. What did you have to be? And then we write, we start to live this incongruent life based on who we think we should be. Because then you grow up and you're 25, you're 30, and maybe your parents aren't even around anymore, but you're still conditioned to being this way and living a certain way because subconsciously you're programmed to think if you're not that way, you're not going to get love and approval. So. This is pretty deep. And this is the first time I've really talked about this. I'm, I'm kind of just free balling this whole thing. I literally said, said to you at the start, I'm like, I don't want to know any of the questions. We're just going to go. Out. But, you know, th- th- this is the thing. And if, for those who are listening, really just have a think about this. Who do you have to be growing up to please which, which parent, mum or dad? Who do you have to be? And write down the value system of that. Now, just disregard all that. Take a full second for you and think, who do you have to be to make you happy? What's your highest purpose? What makes you happy? What makes you joyful? What do you stand for? What are your true values? Okay. What are your true values? So when I did this, when I did this exercise, my true values, I thought, um, I thought I had to kind of, um, you know, create success and, you know, success was kind of like a high value for mine. It still still is um, because I thought that, you know, I had to make my parents proud. Like I was never good in school. um, So I thought that, you know, if I go create businesses and whatever, And when I did this full deep dive, now my highest value is love, (laughs) right? Which is just crazy coming from like, I used to fight people every weekend. Like I used to be an angry, violent person. I hated it. Now, my true uh, value is love. Love, success, and fun. They're my top three. So, you need to really figure out what your top three values are for you what what's what's true to you And if you're trying to figure out what your values are just think about what could you sit down and write a book about what are you passionate about what's the top three things that you know take away everything else three things do you stand for right, if you if you if i was a billionaire today i would still do exactly what i'm going to do after this podcast i would still go to work i'd still take calls i'd still do the things because success doesn't mean financial success to me. success means growth success means helping other people like, cause, and it's another thing. Let's, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Right. And then love as well. Right. So it doesn't matter what I do. I'm always just looking for being gratitude. How can I love more and every single day um, and, and spread more love in every single relationship I have, how can I just deal with every single thing in my life with a sense of uh, love and compassion instead of like, hate? cause they're my top two values. And then fun. I need to have fun every single day. And I need to listen to my body. Right. And then so yesterday I was sitting, I had a whole bunch of stuff to do in the afternoon and I was like i i my body just said go for a skate along the beach it was a nice day so i was like you know that's what i'm gonna do because i still have to listen to my 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 inner values and what and what i kind of want so i I went for a skate and had some fun came back and had a really productive afternoon so what did i want to unpack the values what about the values that i want to unpack what what are the rules here's another thing when you when you do your values the, these like so those three, three three values love success and fun these apparently are the three things that run my life i'm aligned i'm happy i'm joyful i'm crushing it when i'm living in these three values now how how can you feel love success fun so your three values i'm going me right how often every single day what what does love mean to me what does success mean to me what does fun mean to me so let me give you an example when I, did the, when I did these, I said, what does success mean? Success means making millions in my 20s. Success means flying first class. Success means flying private. Success means all this stuff, right? Contributing $100,000 donation. Uh, what does fun mean? Fun means jumping out of a plane. Fun means scuba diving. Fun means going and getting on a boat, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And then I you yourself, how often in a day can I feel those things? If they were the rules I had for my top values, how often can I fly in a private jet? How often can I make millions in my twenties? How often can I do all those things? Right? So, so often the values that run our life, we create such hard rules on ourselves in order to live those values. So we're living an unfulfilled life. We're walking away every single day on these are my values, but I'm not even living my values because I've made the rules so fucking hard. Can I swear on this Sherry? Sorry, Absolutely. I just anyway. So, you know, we've made the rules so hard to, to even match. So when I reconfigure this, I made the rules really simple. How can I feel successful? Success now means to me waking up. First thing I think about is gratitudes. So now I'm living in my values straight away with things that are fun. Doing things like this are fun. I rewrite the rules. Work is fun for me. Giving back, contributing is fun for me. I rewrite the rules as many times like in like these little tiny incremental things throughout my day. So all throughout my day, I'm now hitting my values um, all the time. So I completely went on a tangent. You want to know what the top, top lessons were completely off the top of my head. I think two things that really could, people could take away from this core right now and change your environment, figure out your values and rewrite the rules to your values on what and, and what, like what I was just saying, right? Figure that out. Who are you trying to be for your parents? Who do you want to be for you, your creation, your future, right? And be unapologetically you. Figure out your values and the rules that you've created to feel those values. Make them really simple so you can feel them every single day. I could probably sit here for like another five hours, tell you about all the things I've learned, but um, how's that for a start?
0: <laughs> That's a great start. I love that. And you you mentioned so much and there were a couple of things I wanted to bring up based on what I was hearing. So you mentioned environment early on, which I love, and we're going to get back to that. You also, as you spoke about the open-mindedness that you embody and just the different products that come from that, it reminded me of this deep emotional maturity that I, again, want to touch back on because I feel like there's a lot of people that are struggling emotionally right now. And you've really worked through that and you have come out And now you are walking this life where you're fully embodying your values. And I love that you mentioned, and you really broke it down into detail, which I I think is just so helpful for people to get that deeper understanding. So going back to environment, was there anybody that you were surrounded by that was extra impactful or very significant to you above anyone else?
1: Back to make the positive shift or back that was keeping me how I was?
0: Just in general, like throughout your journey, was there anyone or, or even uh, multiple people that were really instrumental for you?
1: Yeah, that kind of created the shift. So my first one was was my boy Reese Reese Drake. He's the one who kind of introduced me to network marketing because, you know, he he's if I don't know if you guys know him, if you know him, Sherry, but the guy just never has a smile not on his face. He's just happy. He's someone you want to be around, and you know, he was always the one that kind of first started to tell me that you know, don't worry about those people you know like just do, what do you what do you want to do you know where i'd be like oh i want to do this but what are they gonna think of me and he was the first one to kind of be like well fuck what they gotta think you know let's just, let's just do it. water up a duck's back like who cares right and so he was definitely and he's my, my best mate um so we do a lot together he um you know so it's just always like he he definitely brought out the positivity in me and and started helping me see like just life or fun instead of being filled with hate uh, and all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, I, I've got two two close friends, um, definitely call them mentors. You know, one's David Wood, one is Jen Jeffries. Um, the funny thing is they're both 60 years old. They're both millionaires. Um, David's a multi-multi-multi-millionaire, you know, so that it comes down to, like, I, I... The people I model the most are way older than me. Cause I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I, I, I just get along with that. Like I, I think I've just got a lot more wisdom, a lot more experience in so many different matters. Um, so I love to kind of ask them the questions and, and model from them. Um, t- tell me the question one more time. Cause when you were talking, I, I was thinking about something and I completely forgot what I was going to say. You were talking about who's been like the biggest role models.
0: Yeah. So role models are, I just think about your journey and I'm like, who was walking with him? Like who was, who was a light? Like who were the people that were lights in your life?
1: Mm. So, okay. Well, yeah, definitely that, you know, definitely having people that I can actually model and, and learn from, but um, you know, my, my, my biggest person that keeps me moving daily is me. I, I'm ridiculously like, obsessed and my, my biggest fear in life, my, my biggest fear in life is dying, getting to the end and then seeing the person that I could have become. That's my biggest regret. Having just played small, do my things, get to the end and meet the person that I could have been and been like, holy shit. I haven't even tapped in any of my potential. I haven't done anything. So I I'm often mentored by me, <laughs> you know, my my better self. I, I sit and visualize and I think, you know, I kind of work in five to 10-year increments of my vision and I sit and think nearly daily or when I'm at tough decisions or or if I realize I'm doing something that probably isn't serving me, I'll just sit and I say, you know, what what would 35-year-old Morgan do? And I sit and think like, where do I want to be in 10 years? Nine years, shit, 27 soon, eight years. Um, you know, and, and I think about that. And I take actions from that because we'll talk about this on another podcast of on my show. Um, And this, like if people can tap into this, I think they'll just create so much more success in their life. And then they just got to be disciplined in themselves because you know, who, who are you being, who are you being when you're by yourself? You can be around great people. You can be around mentors, coaches, go to seminars, whatever, and it's all well and good. But then when you come home, and you're by yourself. Who are you being? How are you showing up? What are you thinking? Right? And so I often sit and like up until a little, like not long ago, like I still had bad vices, right? Um, you know, this shit that I'm just like, I, I wouldn't be doing this, saying this, acting this way if I was the person I'm wanting to become. And when I think about that person, I think, what would the actions, what would that person do right now? What would that person think about? Who would that person hang around? Where would that person eat, drink, shop at? What would that person be doing? So the biggest person you said who walks with me is me. And I think that's because if you put all your success or anything down to one other person, then anything can ever happen. But if you really develop this conversation, this relationship with yourself, and, you know, this could be a whole nother conversation, but, you know, learning to really, I've had to develop a lot of trust within myself that I continually break all the time. I broke today. I told myself, I'm going to be on time with Sherry. And then I just thought I could just do one more freaking thing. I'm like, shit, Sherry, I'm going to be five minutes late. Yeah. You know, I hate, I hate being late. Um, you know, and that, and that kind of pissed me off because I'm like, well, Morgan, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Right. Um, so that that's the thing, right? Of, of building more more discipline and more trust within yourself. You know, we all talk about integrity. Keep your word, but how often do you break your word to yourself? And every single time we're breaking our word to ourselves, we say we're gonna do something. I'm not gonna, I'm doing a diet, I'm not gonna eat those donuts. Oh shit, I ate those donuts. You know, now what happens is you lose trust within yourself. So the next time you say, I'm gonna hit this goal, do this. What do you think happens to our belief needle? no, you're not. You're just going to fail again. You're going to give in again. Yeah, And then limiting beliefs creep in, but they're pretty justified. They're logical because you've done it before. So I, I just kind of really broke down, like, how, how can I really be my best coach? How can I really keep myself disciplined? It starts with the small things because how you do one thing is how you do everything. It starts with little things. Like when I say I was going to wake up at this time, I freaking mean it. I get up at that time. When I say I was going to bed at that time, I go to bed at that time. Well, little tiny things. If I say I was going to read today, I sit and read. And then when you do that, you accomplish it. It starts to build more trust, more belief in yourself, more confidence. And and they start to kind of stack. Uh, once again, I completely went on a tangent. but um.
0: <laughs> no, I love listening to you. I love it. Because it's so true, and and there are so many things that you mentioned, and I can personally relate to so much that you're speaking about. I found network marketing when I was younger, 24, and it changed my life in terms of leadership development. Like It's a total immersion into looking at yourself, looking at that person in the mirror, asking yourself, how can I get better? How can I serve at a higher level? And then when I think about the level of doubt, Morgan, that a lot of people are living in right now you know, and and it goes back to something you mentioned earlier where we're, you know, all empowered to make our own choices. What I love is you've always made your own choices. What might you offer to someone that is feeling a bit emotionally unstable? Maybe they haven't, you know, kept commitments that they've made to themselves and they're really scared. What might you offer that person?
1: Someone who wants to make choices, but they're scared. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah. So they, they want a better life. I just think back to, you know, those times in your life where you didn't see a better way forward Mm -hmm. and, you know, you had to get through that. And I know there's people right now that are living in that doubt because you've, you've changed so much. And I want people to understand that they can change too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what might you offer that person that really wants to change, but they just, they're so scared it's not going to work out.
1: Okay, well, first like you need to figure out why they need to change. Like I said before, you need to create this, this, this process of your vision. Think about your vision, where you want to go, like get creative for a second and visualize what you want for your life, like without listening to any beliefs, without listening to any creeping in uh, stupid voice in your head telling you you can't do that. Just Just dismiss them for a second and say, I'm just playing. I'm just drawing a picture. Get creative. What do you want? What's your life going to look like? If time and money didn't exist for you, what would you be doing right now? what fires you up, what excites you, what motivates you, what are your values, right? Figure that out for you, create that, and then work out why you need to get off your ass right now and move. Work out your why, what hurts you, okay? Now, I always talk about this, it's a four-step system. You know, first, thing you need to see it. You need to see your goal everywhere. See it, believe it, right? The more you see it, like our reticular activating system in our brain is a part of our brain is going to look for evidence to provide um, that it's true, right? And sometimes people argue with me on this, and this is the easiest way I can say it. If you if you think about if you think about dinner tonight and you say, what am I going to have for dinner tonight I'm going to have pizza I'm having pizza tonight and I'm certain that I'm having pizza Now what's going to happen throughout your day you're probably going to look for ways to get pizza your brains now become more open you know it's going to start to realize more things around you it's going to start to become more aware of what of what's happening. Are you going to buy it from the shop? You gotta get it delivered, which place you're going to you gotta go to the supermarket, buy the ingredients make it yourself. Who are you doing it with? You get started to look for all these reasons. And then chances are you're probably going to have pizza that night if you commit to it, right? Don't get distracted and you stay along your journey. Right? So that's when I talk about seeing you go and you see your vision all the time, write it down. I have a goal card in my pocket. I write it on my phone. I have it. I have my goals written everywhere. Like you can't really walk around uh, my, my bedroom without seeing what I'm working towards. And so that's, that's a huge thing. You see, you see it. The second one is you need to be able to believe it. And the belief comes into, like I was saying before, doing little tiny incremental things all the time, but to, to really wrap this up, but belief comes from visualizing, you know, you really start to believe it when your subconscious sees it over and over and over, it's going to start to become real. And then through the power of repetition. So I talk affirmations to myself daily, you know, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm a paid, I'm paid $15,000 a week in in my network marketing business right i'm talking that every single time do you think i lack belief in wanting to create what i'm going to create no but i didn't start there i started with i'm still so having grateful now they're making 500 dollars a week 200 dollars a week then i hit that i build more confidence and i can do it again i create a bigger goal so through repetition right the third one is you need to decide on it the word decide this is this is what people miss out on The word decide has the word side in it. It means in Latin to kill. It means kill all, like side, homicide, suicide, pesticide. It all means death. Okay. So when you decide on something, when you decide on your vision, you decide on a better lifestyle for yourself, you're killing all other options other than exactly what you want to create. That's what decision really means. Two feet in. Not I'm going to try and see if I can change my life. Not I'm going to get try and see when I started network marketing, it wasn't, I wasn't trying. I'm like, I'm doing this. doesn't matter how long it takes me. I'm going to figure out the skills because if not this, then what, if I quit this, I go back to being what I was always doing. And then, then what, right? I might as well like, like, like 50 cents to set it right. Get rich or die trying. I would rather just die trying my my hardest and then then you know what i mean like and that kind of like contradicts what i was saying I'm, I'm getting away from trying but i'm saying like when you do it like commit it right i would rather literally die on the journey of trying to create a better life than just testing it out for a week trying it out for a month it's like you, you decide you commit and you freaking move you go right so decide and then the last one is take action you gotta act on your vision there's four levels of action there's no action Right. You can get off this podcast. You can be like, I hey, it's super fired up that Aussie guy has a funny accent, you know, and then life's back to normally take no action. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, you going to be in the exact same position you are in two, three, four, five years from now. That's it. Second level of action is blaming, complaining, and justifying. You get off this call and you blame and you complain, you justify why you can't have the thing you say you want. Oh, what's well, easier for him. He doesn't have kids. Oh, it's easy for him. If only I was younger. If only I was older. If only I grew up in a better household. If only this, if only that. And you justify and you create all these bullshit reasons why you can't have what you want. It's not serving you. You can have every single thing in the world you want. You, you're you're, you're an, like an infinite being. You're the highest form of creation in this entire universe. You could have been born a tree, but you were born a human being. You listen to this podcast. You got two ears, mouth, two eyes, right? Like you've got all these senses. Um, like you're a human being, you can do whatever the hell you want. So it doesn't matter. Like your past doesn't equal your future. Nothing from the past, uh, uh, exists in the present, including a hangover. That's my rule. Right. David Wood says, he's like, if you want to, if you want to, uh, you want to drink, what does he say? If you want to play with, if you ha- if you want to hang with the big dogs, you can't piss with the pups. <laughs> right. So, uh, so that's my rule. It's like, you know, if you are, you go out drinking and whatever, and you have commitments the next day then you bet, you bet your ass that like, you need to stick to those commitments, right? It doesn't matter if you're hungover. It doesn't exist in the present. So past doesn't exist in the present. No blaming, complain, just fine. The third one is you take some action, right? And when you're only taking some action, it's because you haven't done step three. You haven't decided. Because if you're taking some action, you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to tiptoe. I'm going to do a little bit because I don't fully believe in myself yet. But it's still better than nothing. If you don't believe in yourself yet, that's okay, just keep going until you start hitting incremental goals and you still start visualizing you want it starts to become more believable and then when you're ready you do the fourth one which is all that massive action okay so back to your question I was going to wrap this up with something on the end what was the what was the question again sherry <laughs>
0: You just gave us so much insight there. But I, I think my, my big question is, you know, what's really lighting you up right now? You have so much enthusiasm for life, so much knowledge and wisdom to share and impart on people. So maybe just tell us, you know, what, what's really lighting you up right now and where can people find you if they want to reach out to you?
1: Um, what's lighting me up right now? is just life what's really lighting me up is discovering new areas like i'm really diving into a lot more of myself right now and i'm a lot more what success you know and achievement kind of means like some self-worth stuff really dive into that uh i got i got confidence confused with self-worth and self-love i always avoided that stuff thinking it was like really mushy shit um so i'm really interested in learning a lot more about that stuff now and like in, embodied uh and, and and all that kind of stuff I'm very excited about what's happening in the world right now. Um, Like I look for the silver lining and everything and, you know, with Corona and everything happening right now, I I think it's just incredible, man. Like look around. Firstly, we're witnessing history in the making. Like this is a really cool story to tell your kids, man. Like, isn't this wild? Uh, You can tell people like, Oh my God, little, Hey, little Jack, come over here. I'm going to tell you a story back in 2020. People thought that was this crazy virus killing everybody and everybody worked all the stores out of toilet paper. Would you believe that? You know, so I think that's really cool. Um, and what also excites me is just the, the opportunity. Like with this, it's created massive opportunity. Like this huge opportunity for, for anyone who's looking for it right now. You just need to look. And there's so many people right now that are fearful. So many people that, that, that need solutions to many areas of their life. And those for the entrepreneurs, the business people that want to help and create change. Look for solutions that you can provide people that are worried right now. Why are people scared? People are scared about money mostly. People are scared about job security. You know, Uber was created during the last recession. All right, thought of a way. How can I create? You know, as, as, as beautiful, right? Um, so I'm really excited about all that, uh, and I'm really excited for network marketing industry. Like you know, anyone involved in the network marketing industry right now. Um, you know, if if you're if you're a part of like a, a great company that's kind of moving right now hang tight, get to work because the next two, three years will be the biggest growth spurt uh, the network market industry has ever seen and ever will see ever again. Like at the moment, there's beachfront property up for grabs. Um, you know, in 20, 30 years, will there still be incredible uh, opportunity in network marketing? A hundred million percent, but you could be buying a street back from the beach. And that's what it is. So get in, get to work now. Find someone who has exactly what you want. Ask them how they got it do exactly as they say golden rule. Right? So I'm a huge lover of that because, you know, especially in our company, it's, it's up massively, like 70, 80% at the moment, uh, which is incredible because we're just helping so many people, um, you know, create an additional income stream. Right. And I, I, I love that. I'm truly just fired up by that. I'm excited to just, I, I'm very excited to just keep adapting to the changes of the world and see what is happening. Um, someone sent me a picture yesterday saying that apparently Australians won't be able to travel for three years. Um, so I'm excited to be able to adapt. That's going to challenge me. I'm, a, I'm used to being on a plane every one to two weeks. I was in 12 countries last year. I lived in Bali for two years. Um, so I'm very excited to for the new tests and challenges because um, growth comes from that. So I'm excited to just embrace everything. Um, social media, where can people find me on social media? Instagram's probably the best one. Morgan T Nelson, uh, or on Facebook, Morgan T Nelson. Um, I have my own podcast as well. I just launched it this week called dreaming out loud with Morgan T Nelson. Um, so find me on all of those things. Send me a message. Come say hi. Come be part of the family. Yeah.
0: Amazing. And what would be some of the last words you'd like to offer?
1: Oh shit. What are you? (laughs) around what, what should I, what should I frame this around?
0: I'd say anything that when you think about all of the quiet moments that you've had, and even just everything that you've learned that have been so helpful for you, what would be some of the best advice you'd like to give the listeners?
1: Man, best advice, best advice. Look, like, let's just pretend I'm never going to talk to any of you guys again. What I'd just say probably something along the lines of like you you just need to you need to stop worrying about what other people think sooner because here's the thing you've got skills you have passions you have talents you have gifts that were given to you to to bring to life you have these things inside you when you were a young person you had this inner belief that you could do fucking anything and then, as you get older, society conditions you in a way that you can't have those things. You can't do those things. You have to be normal. Maybe you should go to school. Maybe you should go to college. You get that job, get that degree, uh, go and get in some debt and live a normal life. Life teaches you this shit, but we're never born with that. We're not born with that. So, what I challenge you to do is to tap into your inner child and figure out what lights you are. What are you passionate about? What inspires you? What do you want to create in this world? Um, you know, what are your gifts, talents, skills, passions, purpose? Figure that shit out and relentlessly go after it because you take back what's yours. Take back that belief that you can create anything. Take back all the bullshit that society put on you that you can't achieve. You can't have this. You shouldn't do that. Don't, don't stand out and all this, right? And go and relentlessly pursue your dream. Go and create your ideal life because we've only got one time here, as cliche as that sounds. You got one time. Go and make epic shit, relentlessly pursue whatever it is that fires you up, lights you up, and just be unapologetic in in chasing your dreams.
0: And that is Morgan Nelson. Oh my gosh. Of course, I loved talking to Morgan. Him and I are on the same wavelength, and it gets me excited because with his story, you just you feel empowered. I mean, there's, there's no other way of saying it. Like I feel super empowered by this man. And I hope that you too feel empowered to go for your dreams, to start believing in yourself again, and to not get sucked into this idea that what you do and who you are has to be like everybody else because society's truth is not your truth. And I feel like Morgan just nailed that, that, insightful wisdom home for us today. So if you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure you're following the Quietest Moments podcast, and I will talk to you again soon.